Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hi, guys. Welcome. Arsenal, Man United, Old Trafford, five goal thriller. I was thrilled indeed. I was entertained as a neutral. This is all I want to see. Goals, goals, goals. You guys should just keep scoring yourselves until, I don't know. I don't care. You know, I sit on my couch and I just want to see goals going. And I saw that I was treated. Thank you, Manchester United. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Emil smith Thank you, David De Gea. Thank you, Martin Atkinson, everyone. And we're moving to it now. Wait. Wow, I just dipped something. As a Liverpool fan, I really didn't care the result, the outcome of the Manchester United versus Arsenal game. That's crazy. That's honestly crazy. That just shows how these two powerhouses have fallen over the years. I mean, I don't care what happens in the Manchester United versus Arsenal game. I mean, <laughs> I'm more interested in what West Ham are doing. <laughs> Not that interested anyway. But but that just speaks volumes, you know, how these two great teams have fallen. Anyway, down to the game now. There's a lot to discuss. Honestly, I really had to talk about this game. Like, a lot. From the goal scored, the controversy. It's just one of those games where I have to put up my opinion. And honestly... You guys have to like, subscribe, share, and all that stuff. But most importantly, and I'm serious right now, most importantly, I see you, okay? So just, no, I'm serious. My face is very straight right now, even though you don't see this, okay? I want you guys to comment. I really want to, like, wherever you hear, wherever you see this, like, it doesn't matter. I'm not saying, okay, go over here. I'm not stressing you guys out, okay? I work pretty hard to, like, what does that sound? Anyway. I meant like meant like share my work and like you, you get what I'm saying like just spread it around spread the word so like wherever you come across it be it uh, I don't know just comment I want to hear what you guys think honestly because I, I feel like this particular episode there are a lot of interesting stuff to discuss and honestly like it's like this is just pure opinion like there's a lot of analysis that's going on but there's also a lot of stuff here that's just like the way I saw it you know what I'm saying and I might be wrong so I really want to get what you guys think so of course you have to start with the opener the game opener that's just where to start from <laughs> Emil Smith Rose goal interesting so I believe of course this is a big match so most of my listeners of course watched the game and saw the goal and even if you haven't of course you've visited highlights and you know what happened but just for the sake of people who may have not seen the goal it was not a very normal goal in terms of your normal goal uh a cross came in uh david de Gea went down uh after review it was saying that he collided with fred 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 <laughs> yeah he collided with fred 
and uh, went to ground and Manchester United players kind of like stopped playing I don't know like a few people raised their hands in protest like Fred or like a few people just looked to like looked to the referee and like hey someone's down Emil Smith-Rowe volleys the ball into an empty net by the way I have to tell you the goal was actually very brilliant like Smith-Rowe hit it to perfection weak foot on the volley it is extremely difficult like forget the fact that it, it was an empty goal like getting a weak foot shot on the volley on target is uh, applaudable as it is 100% so like him doing that was 100% sleek and very nice now back to the discussion here uh, it's, it's tricky okay first of all I have I have I have a positive and negative now the positive it's a goal no doubt in my mind it's a goal and 100% has to be given as a goal reason because uh, the referee blew uh, only after the ball had gone into the net and VAR reviewed it and VAR told him that so it's a goal like I mean like by pure football rules it's a goal um, like I don't know what some Manchester United fans have to say about this, but just as simple as that, it's a goal. Like if a referee ever goes back on his whistle, then I mean the game is gone, isn't it? Like then a whistle means nothing. So like that's just it, you know what I'm saying. So it's a goal from that perspective. Now, secondly, on VAR reviewing it, they also saw that Fred was the one who collided uh, with David De Gea. So I mean, like you guys collided, that shouldn't be my problem. As you get what I'm saying, like you're playing football and then two teammates collide like why why should that bother me why should that disturb me why should that affect me and if it does then it can just be a tactic i mean if a team is having a dangerous um, chance you know what i'm saying uh ralph Ragnar can just say okay okay i mean they've already done this before Shaw and maguire i mean they did this already before so i mean ralph will just be like guys guys roll it back roll it back to last season yeah you get maguire strangle Shaw, Shaw fall to ground and then yeah it's a ball you know what i'm saying <laughs> so basically my point is it doesn't concern the opposition if you guys clash or do like some kind of smackdown like as i just mentioned now maguire and show from last season that was like i just feel like maguire like i feel like harry maguire could have a career in nba i'm sorry no nba oh my goodness i just flopped this joke now i'm stuck between continuing and not continuing anyway i will continue honestly because in my head i felt it was kind of funny i hope you laugh not really laugh at least smile anyway i feel harry maguire can have a career in the wwe like he's got a real thing for choke slams, honestly. Like we saw what he did with Cesar Aspeliqueta. <laughs> I have the image in my head, and of course, look sure. Like I just feel like, oh my god. Anyway, yeah, I think that that wasn't that wasn't that funny anyway. But yeah, I'm just gonna go on. Yeah. So the point is, like, two players colliding or clashing shouldn't really affect me. It's not my business. And again, now this is the point where I have criticism for the referee, or I don't know, it just makes me wonder. Not, not direct criticism, honestly, it was a goal, two teammates collided. And I have to tell you something again. I feel David De Gea feigned that, like, it was it was a brain fart, you know, those moments where you just, how do I put it? Those moments where you just don't know what you're doing, you know? He had a brain fart in that moment, like, he wasn't hurt, like, he wasn't, and that's the way I saw it. I think he feigned it, he was faking, you get what I'm saying? And I'm not even sure David De Gea himself can explain what he was doing or what he was trying to do or achieve and it's just it's just why the word brain fart exists you know one of those moments where your brain just and you just do something i mean we've all had brain farts for example my brother whiskey yesterday he had a brain fart and was trying to lift up terms i assure you it wasn't premeditated whiskey had no clue what he was doing and i'm sure after he attempted doing that it's like what the hell did i just do you get what i'm saying so i feel like it was one of those moments for david the hair 
simple and short and then of course after the goal was like given and David De Gea sense like not even after it was given like when Atkinson was still talking to the to the fan and stuff like that and he got up immediately I just felt he was fine honestly and, and, and I'm not even going to read too much meaning into this like we are humans and I feel like it was just one of those moments where he had a brain fart now the point where I have to talk about the referee is this the referee had no awareness of what exactly went on the pitch first of all a player was down secondly a goal was scored now on the pitch in the play live action the referee had no clue as to who ran into who or what happened so the point is now i have two points to give here so first of all if it was an arsenal player who made the contact with dr here and of course it's a foul and then martin atkinson ah, mate that would have been horrible reference but thankfully for var of course i'm sure 100 it would have been reversed like it doesn't matter what the whistle says of course because it was a clear foul but secondly my point again is this if it was serious like i mean it took a lot of time and we are living in an age where like sadly like in the past one year of football we've seen fans suffer stuff players of course no need to go into details but a lot of cardiac related stuff or like neurological stuff and like the key is speed, right? It's speed. And I just feel like Martin Atkinson had no awareness of what was going on on his pitch, his yard. He's in control of that that, that space, that land. So from that perspective, it was just, I don't, I don't like, he was, I think he was lucky that he got away with everything, you know, what I'm saying? It worked out in his favor. That the hair wasn't really hurt. He just collided with Fred. He stayed on the ground. Spentrose scored. So that's fine. Now, moving on, Manchester United got an equalizer. And I have to say, it was very, very reserved, you know? Bruno Fernandes, fantastic work from Sancho down down the left, played that ball into Fred, Fred, Fred. I mean, Fred is just like, in every game you watch Fred, Fred does a lot of good, but I feel like he always has a highlight, you know, something very comical for people to talk about. The last game versus Chelsea where he tried to uh, dink Mendy from like, I don't know, 20 yards out when he had two players to pass to in Cristiano Ronaldo and another attacker I've forgotten right now. So it's just like, it's just Fred, but I mean, he's not he's not playing too badly at the moment, by the way. Yeah, so Fred, lovely, um, cut back into Bruno, who dispatched it. Ramsdale got a hand to it. I'm not sure if he will be disappointed with himself or not. I mean, it was close range and he had some power, but I don't know. He got a hand to it, but anyway, he went in. And Manchester United were back into the game. Cristiano Ronaldo gave them the lead. Uh, fantastic work again from the wide man, Marcus Rashford, sliding the pass into Ronaldo, and he started it home with ease i mean his 800th goal now i'm just going to take a moment here to talk about this guy because i just i just said 800 800 that's mad i can't lie that's mad like yeah i i loved ronaldo as uh like when i was really young of course like early mid uh early mid 2000s like i just like knew him this brilliant guy young guy and like but the thing is Honestly, like, none of us expected this. Like, I, I don't know. Like, like I don't even care. Like, Sir Alex Ferguson, even you two who, like, kind of believed in this guy. He's, like, sort of his godfather figure whatever. You can't tell me how you felt Cristiano Ronaldo will score 800 career goals. That number is mad. That's just about 500 less than the number of goals I've scored on the streets. That's mad for Ronaldo to be closing in on my tally. You know? I never thought he would do that. So it's just it's just unspeak like without the shadow of a doubt, one of the greatest players of all time. And even when he retires, there's a discussion to be had. Of course, you have Leo Messi with more golden balls and a lot more other things to be fair. 
But to be honest, like that's that's why discussions exist. That's why debates exist. And my point is, there is. Oh my goodness, there's a dog barking. Can you hear that? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep talking anyway. Yeah, cool. So the point is that Cristiano Ronaldo has a claim to make, a claim to stake. What is this thing said? A stake to. Cl- okay, you, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, cool. So Cristiano Ronaldo has this. Yeah, that he has it. And uh, it's just fantastic. So 2-1 up and Arsenal equalized almost immediately. Martin Odegaard. Uh, very similar to Ronaldo's goal, by the way. And then Odegaard kind of uh, undoes his good work by fouling. Uh, what did he foul in the box? I've forgotten right now. But it was it was just it was just another brain fart moment. Honestly, like what are you thinking going to like he was nowhere near the ball, a very bad angle to try to tackle someone. And it was just it was just poor stuff, poor decision making, you know what I'm saying? Very poor decision making. And of course, Wasi converted the penalty. Cristiano Ronaldo he did, of course, emphatically. We expected him to for goal number eight hundred and one. <laughs> It's a joke at this point. And uh, yeah, that's it. The game ended 3-2. Now, something I need to talk about Arsenal right now. I've talked about like, I think there are two main talking points in this game, in, from this from this game. The first being the whole David De Gea moment. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. And the first goal and the controversy around it. I've said my opinion on that as well. And I would love, what, I would love to hear what you guys have to say on that. Uh, but secondly, secondly, I have to talk about one guy. My guy, my African brother, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. <laughs> Arsenal need a striker. It's as simple as that. And uh, there are a couple of players I believed in Arsenal. Like Aubameyang coming into Arsenal, of course, came in as a very like a world class striker, one of the best in the world. Unarguably, banging goals left, right, centre. Came to the Premier League and continued doing that. Even in moments where Arsenal were so poor, in moments where Arsenal were so poor and they just seemed heads and shoulders off the teams we were meant to be competing with. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was one player who always had his name in and around the top guys in the, in, in, in the country like Mo Salah and Harry Kane and these guys and Jamie Vardy. He was in that conversation. So he's one of the strikers of the generation. Of course, when you look at great strikers of the generation, what they've done over the past six, seven years consistently, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has his name up there. But last season, he was extremely poor. He signed that deal and he was so poor last season, very poor. And now, you come into this season and you're still poor. I don't think that can be forgiven. Like, for example, look at Sadio Mane for Liverpool. He had he had, he had a really underwhelming season. Better than a woman last season, though, but like really underwhelming season. And he comes into the season and at first, it seemed like he was going to continue like that, but he he, he, he got back into form and he's scoring goals. And for Aubameyang, of course, after one bad season, you can't... You can't What's the word? You can you can you can just forget about it because it's Aubameyang. I mean, he's done fantastic stuff for the like last five six seasons or so like that. So you can of course move on from that. But this isn't a game. You're almost halfway, and he's been that small. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang this season is very simple. He does nothing all game, and then misses a sitter. The next game, he just presses repeat. Ping, does nothing all game and misses a sitter. And for a striker who's been Getting such a poor return, such 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 like a baseball goal tally for a while now, for like over a season now, going to a season and a half. These chances should be his dream. And the thing is, his dream is coming true, but his form is so terrible 
that he isn't even accepting this fantastic dream that he dreamt of. I mean, as a player, when you're going through a rough patch or something like that, and you just what are you praying for? You're praying for that tapping, those tappings, those easy goals, you know. Those are the kind of goals that are going to give you confidence. Those are the kind of chances you're praying for. You're not hoping for your spectacular goals to come and stuff like that because you're, you're lacking confidence, you're not in form. The chances you're gonna bang one in are very, very low, it's not gonna go in for you. So you just need all these tappings and all these easy chances. And Abamang is getting those and he's just, he's just not scoring. And I think Arteta and of course the guys above him should start thinking, we need a striker. Because Arsenal and Lacazette are not going to come to any agreement. Like, it's over. He's going to leave. We know that. Lacazette, another player, I feel like, underperformed at Arsenal. Like, given the potential he showed at Lyon. And, I, like, he's a good player, really. He's a good player. I mean, he had a good season uh, in the middle of it all. But altogether, I just felt like it's just one of those players, one of the countless players who just didn't play as well as they could play for Arsenal. They had under underwhelming careers for Arsenal Football Club. One of those players, you know. Yeah, that's that. So at the end of the day, this victory, of course, uh, brings Manchester United closer to the top four, which I think they feel they belong to. Of course, they belong to. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I had discussions with a lot of people, and the aim was all winning the Premier League, and now it just looks like that's <laughs> that's in the bin. I'm not sure any man is talking about that right now. It's totally in the bin. Like no one is. Everyone's just thinking about. I don't know. What, I don't even know what Manchester United fans are thinking about now. But points-wise, of course, you can still get into the top four for the title. I think, uh, I think they've let that go. Very sad, though. Very sad. Very, very sad. Like it's just like two months ago, three months ago, be able to win the title. We have Cristiano Ronaldo, we have Varane, we have Sancho, we have all these guys. But now it's just like miles of that. Their ambitions this season, miles of that. Anyway, fantastic watch, and please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. As usual, please. Most importantly, like I don't think I don't talk about any like. Okay, right now, I'm going to end this on a very, very high note. Listen carefully. Things to talk about and things not to talk about. Don't talk about the dog you heard back in my podcast. Don't talk about my cred- my terrible joke, sorry. Don't talk about the dog. Don't talk about the joke. What else did I say wrong here? Yeah, that's about all. <laughs> yeah. Just don't. Things to talk about now. Talk about... Arsenal needed a new striker. I want to hear what you guys feel. Arsenal fans in particular, uh, I'm sure you guys will agree with me on this. Like, I think, like, over the years, Arsenal always, like, had brilliant attacking players and they were always clamoring for defenders. And now I think a striker has got to be a priority. Pierre Mikapomeng is just not good enough. And for some reason, Mikel Antetta is just not giving, like I said, that striker, striker role, you know? So, they need a new striker. Yeah. And most importantly, Arsenal's opener. I think this is just a discussion that has to be had. I really want to hear what you guys think. Let's respectfully discuss this. Like in my opinion, as I said earlier, I think David Hair failed. He was alright. And yeah, like I, I explained in detail. Like so, so if you're listening from the end to the beginning, just scroll backwards, although that doesn't make sense. So of course you would have heard my opinion. Yeah. Have a lovely day. Bye. And subscribe as well. Yeah. 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 That's all. Thank you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan 
turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.